My name is Brandon Wade, but you can call me Mr. Brandon Wade. You can call me B2. You can call me B squared. You can call me B Wade. But I got two rules for you if you're going to call me anything. Speak life and keep it real. If you do that, you're good in my book. Welcome to Pay It Forward. Whether this is a short episode or a long episode, I give you the greatest commodity that I have. Myself, who I am, who I'm learning to be, and who I've been. I give you my experiences. I give you my heart. I give you the parts of myself that even I don't necessarily want people to know. So if you're going to show up here, my only request to you is this. If you're blessed by anything that you hear from me, pay it forward to somebody else and speak life into the people that you're around. So let's check out what the show's about today. Ain't no clouds gonna make it rain. So I never went and got my driver's license. That's been something that's kind of been a niggling thorn in my side for a long time. And, you know, I'm 32, so I'm on I'm I'm right in between. I'm not even quite middle-aged yet. I mean, but I'm right in between what the younger kids would call me old and the older people would be like, "Man, you're just a baby." Like but I never got my driver's license and So much of that has been a euphemism for just how I live life, really. Um, My dad was always the driver, like in everything. If we were going somewhere, he had to be the one to take us. And he was a great driver, actually. He was probably one of the best drivers I know. Um, You know, he was like, that man man can make you feel like if he was driving a car— could nothing happen to you. His his senses were top notch. Um, he understood traffic. He understood driving in a way that very few people I I don't even I've never even met understand driving. Man and and he insisted on us driving on on driving us everywhere. So a lot of times I could just sit in the back and listen to music and ride and I didn't have to worry about where we were going. You know, as long as he said we were getting there, as soon as he got in the car, I didn't have to think about nothing. And I can't tell y'all how much I miss that. I didn't have to think about nothing. And I mean, this went, this wasn't just a, oh, until I was 18 thing. He just liked to drive. And the thing is, I didn't figure that out about him for a long time until, uh, I don't know, it was like 26. I was like, oh, he just likes to drive. Because he used to complain about it all the time, too. He'd get mad, you know, talk about, man, y'all always want me to drive everywhere. You know, y'all always trying to get me to do this and do that and all this stuff. And and all of it was just cap because he would have to have, like, an excuse for himself. In anime, they call him a sundere. Like, he just complained about stuff, but at the end of the day, he was just, he just wanted to do it. But he didn't want to be seen looking like he wanted to do it too much. <laughs> and And the thing is, is that he did that in life with me and my mom. My mom didn't need nobody to drive her anywhere, um, but he would just do it. He'd just take the keys, you know, or if she was going to do something and he thought it was going to be too much stress, that was the way he showed up. That was the way he made us feel like he loved us, was he drove. Downside was is he wasn't really into letting me drive or under circumstances that weren't his. So the main thing was he wanted me to drive because if there was stuff that he didn't want to do with my mom, he could just tell me to do it. Oh, and by the way, as many of y'all know, there wasn't no asking me to do nothing. 
he was just going to tell me. So there was no choice in the matter. I could say no, but if I said no, I was going to catch something later on. You know, my dad wasn't the type of person to physically beat me up, but uh, or or physically beat on me or nothing. But he had his own ways. But that was just how he made me feel about life. You're not smart enough. You're not capable enough to drive. You should just let me handle that. And that translated a lot to how I've dealt with life. So I got really good at being a passenger, whether it was a backseat passenger or a front seat passenger, meaning I was always up in the front helping the driver, you know, making sure they stayed awake and doing all these things like that. That's been a pretty big euphemism for how I've handled life in thinking about it. I've always kind of been a leader, but I always preferred to be the guy giving the directions rather than the guy in the driver's seat. I say, hey, you you figure out navigating the traffic and doing all this stuff like that, man. I'm going to just sit over here and just kind of do my own thing. And I didn't realize how much that's just been how I've lived life. You know, um, it's a pretty big regret of mine. I don't know if I'd say regret, but like now as I'm getting more mature and like I'm 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 learning about myself, I've been learning about being neurodivergent. One, that makes it a little even a little bit even more challenging, but I'm I'm trying to learn how to give myself grace. So bear with me. It's not really something I'm very good at. I I I, I tend to be I've tended to be pretty hard and critical on myself. Again, learn behavior. Um I uh I never learned how to drive. And in the few times I did drive, I recognize that I'm, in fact, quite a good driver. So it's not really that I can't drive. Uh, I'm pretty sure I inherited whatever skill my dad has behind the wheel. Like, I'm pretty sure I, like, birth inherited that. I'm, I'm pretty good at driving. and uh, But driving was always tied to traumatic experiences. Uh, my dad would usually use the times that he was teaching me how to drive to yell at me. And that was sort of his way of either trying to show me what the life and the world was going to be like, or just maybe he was just mad. Cause sometimes he would just do that just cause he was mad. So I always equated driving things of that nature to trauma and all that. So as I got older and I realized that he was going to want me to start doing more driving around the house, I was like, absolutely not. I'm going to do everything I can to avoid that. I always felt very inadequate as a person and especially behind the wheel, even though I have the skill and confidence and all this stuff like that, still inadequate. So I just found reasons not to drive. I catch the bus, you know, I take an Uber, you know, I do all this stuff. I'd go out of my way to not drive. And it became almost like a token for me, kind of like, hey, like I don't drive because people always take me where they got to go, where I got to go. dang it if that ain't even a euphemism for my life i don't drive people take me where i gotta go yeah i i just had to really think about it for a second that in my life i've always kind of been a passive participant in different things and that was always safest for me also, my dad had a habit of throwing fits and tantrums if he didn't get what he wanted. So it, it at a certain point became safer for me to just be like, I'm going to just sit in the back and let you cook. Even if I don't like what's in your, in your kitchen, I'm going to let you cook. 
I just I, I stopped liking being assertive and being active in my own life because I'm like, at least there's safety in when you drive and if you make a mistake, you can't blame me for it. So I started to realize today, like yesterday, I started to realize that to be in the driver's seat in my life as well as in a car is to make decisions and to make choices. You know, depending on how spiritual you are, you know, God is the one that gives the directions. I'm the one that's in the car going and taking the route that I'm supposed to go. The passengers are the people that are coming with me. But I've never wanted to be the driver. I say, hey, as long as you get us there safe, it's all good. I'm just sitting in the passenger seat. Not quite a passenger prince, but I'm still sitting in the seat. You know, I'm being helpful. I'm doing my own thing. But I know if I want to go to sleep, I can, basically, technically. And so has it always been in life for me. I've always been all right with just somebody else take care of that part. You know, I'll I'll handle all the other stuff. You know, I'll make your job easier. But you got to make sure you get me there. That kind of attitude showed up as in many parts of my life. The first time it ever really changed for me was when I went to school, because in that I was the driver. And I guess I'm just kind of thinking about it right now. Like when I went to PCC, I was the driver and I was the one making the choices. And it felt pretty good, actually. Um, But I always felt like that agency was lost for me. And, you know, I've got other experiences that made that and that makes that will make that make more sense. But Man, I don't know if anybody is listening or anybody that's been going through that has ever been in the position where they've been like me, where you've just kind of been a passive participant in life. And just in general, you know, I've made decisions, I've done things, but mostly for the most part, I've been fine if somebody else wanted to get there. And so driving for me is like choices. It's like making choices. And the funny thing about making choices is that in my life, the two biggest struggles and resentments that I've had towards myself is that I gave up my agency to other people to make choices. I would say, man, this is a choice I'm going to make. You know, or I would say my choice is I'm going to choose that you make the choice. You know, that's how it was with uh, my late spiritual father, Pop. I was happy to hand over the reins to him. And it got very inappropriate how much agency in my life I gave him because I thought it was the right way. And then on top of that, if I really want to be honest, it was just easier and I was just lazy. I just did not want to make choices for myself. I didn't want the consequences that came with making a choice. I wanted someone else to be able to take the blame for the choices I made in my life. I wanted them to be able to pick what person I was going to be with, what person I was going to be around, what school I went to. I wanted to say that whatever choice I made, I ran it by somebody else. And it was just my own fear of what if you make the wrong choice? I just terrified, terrified of mistakes. Terrified of Brandon, like, what if you screw this up? So I always found ways around that. You know, when I first went to my first church, I wanted my pastor to make all the choices. I just was like, as long as I just listen to him and copy everything he says, I'm going to be all right. I was always happy 
with other people making my choices. And I say, hey, man, I'll help you stay awake. I'll give you I'll give you fruit. I'll give you food. I'll do whatever I need to do as long as you make sure that you the one that gets me where I got to go, man. I ain't even care. And for a lot of my life, it was always just safer. Safer to have somebody else do it. Safer not to even stress myself about it. Like, and I, I, I've been thinking about that over the last like couple days or whatever. Especially yesterday, um, I went to get my hair cut, and I was just thinking about it. Like, you know, I, I, um, I Ubered, and I was like, man. And then, you know, uh, my mom came and picked me up, and. I just sort of thought about it. I said, you know, I'm starting to get into this space where I'm starting to make decisions for myself. And I'm now looking at my life and saying, you know, maybe back then I wasn't ready to take the reins in my life. You know, I wasn't ready to be responsible for my choices. And I kind of always thought that not making choices kept me safer because I was like, hey, I can always just point to him. You know, I can always say, and even if the people wouldn't accept what I said, I could always in my heart blame them. I've carried a lot of resentment, even towards um, Pop uh, or towards my mentor, towards uh, my dad, towards my church. Now, granted, they did make some messed up stuff. They did do some messed up stuff. But you know something? I made the choice to give my choice to them. Because I didn't realize that not making a choice is still a choice or choosing to give your 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 sense of agency over is a choice. And God cares so much about my choice that he gave me free will. And if I choose to give that away to somebody else, that's also my choice. Oh boy, I've hey, I've resented even thinking about choices because in this last week I've been so challenged lately to make decisions and make choices in my life. And for better or for worse, those choices, they the choice doesn't define me. It's kind of like what I do with a choice that defines me. And I always thought it was like, well, if you make a bad choice and you're a bad person, or if you make a good choice, then you're a good person. So the pressure is to keep making good choices. Well, the pressure is really to make healthy choices and wise choices. But good and bad choices are just a, just an outcome of life. You know, one could say that giving away my agency to my mentor was a bad choice. It was one that some people would look at and go like, dang, that's crazy. Like, you really let that man decide even as far as like, you know, even getting into like what you wore and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. One day I'm going I'm to talk about the stuff that happened. Um... But it was like, would you would you let someone make choices like that for you? And it was like, well, yeah, if you think it's safer. But one could say that that was a bad choice. For me, it was a necessary one because I needed to see that to give someone agency like that in my life is not the way God intended for my life to be. And I guess as I've been growing more, my emotional and mental health has been getting better and more stable. I've been realizing that I'm robbing the world when I don't make choices for myself. Like, I'm not even just robbing me. I'm robbing the world of seeing what kind of decisions that I'll make. What if I'm the first person to make the right decision in years? And you know what? I haven't wanted to be that. I have hated the responsibility of being a leader. I have hated the responsibility of being that kind of person. Somebody that somebody was going to follow. And I've had people follow me different times throughout my life and wondering why the flip are these people following me? 
God made me a leader. And you know what I learned lately is that whether you lead on purpose or lead on accident, you're still going to lead. Like you can't, I can't change what other people choose to do. And that's been a big thing too this week. I can't change what other people do. I can't make them do something. I, I could try. I mean, if I'm trying to manipulate them, sure. But then I'm spending my whole life controlling that person's image and idea of me. And that's stupid. Not only is that stupid, that's not helpful. And it doesn't allow me to show up in the world. So I, I, I've done that, you know, in my spiritual group, you know, in my friends group at different times. I've, I've manipulated that image of me because I was like, I need them to see that I'm happy. I need them to see that I'm OK. I need them to see that I'm thriving. I need them to see this Brandon that I'm desperately trying to convince myself I am. And the funny thing is, the less I try to convince myself, the more I realize I'm already that person. Choice and agency and safety was not something I ever really understood. It was something that I had to give away oftentimes just for safety, you know. Now I'm in a place where my choices are my own, and I guess I'm just sort of waking up to the fact now that for better or for worse, to make a choice or to not make a choice is still making a choice. And because I'm a leader, people are going to be influenced by my choices, I can't control who's going to be influenced by my choices or who's going to say, you know what? Brandon did that. I'm going to now do that. They can't, they can't, I can't control that. And that's not, that's not fair of me to do, but I, I, that's not fair of me to think so. But the reality is, is that God called me to show up in this world. He called me to use all the things that were given to me. And he gave me a lot of things. And he said, I'm going to walk with you through the choices you make. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to walk with you through the choices you make. And those choices will be yours. So driving has been a lot less about driving for me and more about really me wanting to show up in life. I haven't wanted to get my driver's license because I knew once I got it, I'd be the one making the choices. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be the guy. Whatever that was going to mean, I did not want to be the guy. But as I'm growing up now and kind of understanding things, I've already been the guy. That's the funny part. As I was already making choices, I just figured as long as I could ignorantly claim they weren't choices, it was all good. So... You know, I'm going to have updates for you when I get my license and I start driving and all that. I'm probably going to absolutely love doing it. But a lot of it has been less around me feeling and, and some of it has been fear. Like, OK, well, what if I mess up? What if I, God forbid, crash the car or something like that? Well, I'm not going to crash the car. But the reality is, is that's how I felt about life. What if I'm the one who makes a choice and I make the wrong choice? Funny part is, it's like I've already made my share of good and wrong choices bad or good choices and I've lived and I'm still here today which means there's something else that God needs me to do here man so for everybody else who's stepping up and has been making some difficult choices maybe it's just you know you 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 want to go to school or you know there's a relationship you starting or something like that or maybe you you know you're on the precipice of a job that you've never taken or something like that I just want to just say for anybody who's doing something that's really impactful in their life right now man like 
you're going to make a choice and for better or worse, not making a choice is still making a choice. If you choose no, you're not going to be punished, especially for those who come from abusive backgrounds, you know, like I have, unless you are in that situation. And if you are, I completely understand because you may actually be in that situation. But if you are outside of that situation and you're just struggling to make choices on your own, I just want to let you know, like, every choice isn't going to be life or death. It's safe to make mistakes. And my, my, my wish and my prayer for you, whoever you are is listening, is that you would have the safety to be able to make mistakes. That maybe you'd have the safety that I didn't have then maybe you'd be able to feel like you can show up in the world. And that, for better or worse, it's not always about making a good choice or a bad choice, but may you make a real choice. And may other people get the chance to learn and experience from you making a choice. Real talk, I told y'all I can give you what I have and where I'm learning and where what I'm at right now. This is where I'm at right now. I'm being a man, and I'm learning to take responsibility for my choice. And this is beyond just being a man. I'm learning how to be a human, all right? So that's my prayer for everybody, man, that y'all show up in this world authentically and that regardless for whether you think it's the right choice or the wrong choice or you're scared of making a choice, that you deliberately choose the choice. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all, man. I promised y'all how I was going to show up, and I'm going to keep doing that, okay? This is my choice. And this is one I'm happy to make. All right. I love y'all. I love pay it forward. I love the type of fun that I have being on here. It's very meaningful. So I really want to um, tell y'all how meaningful it's been for me that y'all have showed up for me as much as y'all have. There's some things that just can't be faked in life. And one of them is... When you really listen, y'all have showed me time after time that um, y'all care about my journey and maybe even just that you care about your own. So thank y'all for being a part of my life. All right. Thank y'all for walking with me through fun times, difficult times, challenging times. And if y'all are blessed by all this, man, go on, pay it forward to somebody else. All right. Thanks a lot. Peace. March with me, march with me. Can I get a hallelujah? Come on, march with me, march with me. Can I get a hallelujah? Come on, march with me.